We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out BlueWirePods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. On today's episode of the Prior Podcast, we have draft prospects that fits the Detroit Lions. We break down three positions on offense of guys that could potentially fit the Detroit Lions. Find out all new on episode 95 of the Pride Podcast. Yo, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 95 on the Blue Wire Network. Today's episode is going to be sponsored by Bet Online AG, and I am your host, Tyler, joined by Malcolm. I'm here. How are you Woo! boys doing? Day whatever of the quarantine. How are you all doing? Living the quarantine life. There you go. Malcolm, how are you doing? I'm, I'm trying to survive, man. I'm trying to take it day by day, man. Yeah. It's good. You've- kind of got used to it by now i'm, I'm kind of used to it by now honestly you know i'm not i i've been i've, I've adapted and adjusted a lot more video games and all that stuff I actually started up a madden tournament today i got wrecked but that's a different mm. story, a different day uh, i don't want to speak on that but for today's episode <laughs> we're talking about the draft which is less than a week away or i'm sorry it is a week away by the time of this dropping it'll be a week away so for this episode, we're going to break down some positions of need for the Lions and great fit and value for these certain players. We chose out two certain guys from each positions of fit for the Detroit Lions. So we broke down three positions and we're going to start off with the interior offensive line. I mean, I'm going to start off with you, Pierre. Who is two prospects where you love where they're projected to go by NFL Network, NFL Draft Network, anyone that covers the draft and Who's a where's a guy you like his value and just a player in general? All right, um, <clears throat> I'll start with uh, the first guy, uh, Robert Hunt. I talked about him a little on the last podcast, last yes, episode. 
Um, he's 6'5", 323 pounds. He played 401 snaps at right tackle, only six at right guard. But he's protected as a guard, and he's I think he'll be a guard in the league as well, and a lot of others uh, believe that. Um, he's a power guy, needs to work on his pass protection. I'd say his projection right now is rounds three to four. Maybe he could sneak in at like late round two. Like just depends if that one team falls in love with him. That's my first guy. My second guy is Ben Bredesen, guard out of Michigan. He played 921 snaps at left guard, but played one snap at left tackle. But I also believe he could play center, right guard, and left guard. I think like you could like play him wherever. Um, he's versatile. He's limited athletically though. So he's solid in pass protection and in the running game, but he struggles against quick defenders. Okay. My projection right now with him is round three to round five. It just depends kind of how the board falls. And you like the value for both those guys? I like right? the value for both those guys, yeah. Bredesen maybe more round four than round okay. three, but at 85, 85, I guess it makes sense at 85. Not the first pick, though, not 67. Yeah. I feel that like makes... that could be a slight reach. So out of your interior offensive linemen, where would you rank – each of those guys like Robert Hunt's offensive offensive guard number five or like that's example like where would you oh, rank those guys um I don't have my guard rankings in front of me right now but um I like both of them a lot on late day two early day three okay if that's that right. makes sense so like yeah. probably like if I had to think right now on top of my head guard let's see one two six or seven ish for them a something like that somewhere in that range I don't really have my rankings in front of me right now but something like that Fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Malcolm, you want to go ahead and list off some of your offensive linemen? It could be a tackle, guard, whatever you like, man. Yes, I do. Okay, so um, my first guard that um, I think will have really good value if you were to draft him is John Simpson from Clemson. And I see John Simpson being drafted anywhere between, you know, late round three to anywhere between round, you know, round five, depending on depending on the value and where you could pick him. Um, very big Big, 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 big guy. Um, six foot four, two hundred twenty-one pounds. And um, as NFL Network has for him, as far as like what they view him as, as they say he could be an early starter. He could become a early, he could become an early starter and could be a really good NFL guard. So that's the first one who I have that could be really good value. And my second guard is Tyree Phillips from Mississippi State. And Tyree Phillips is another big cat. Um, he's six foot five, 331 pounds. And I just found out that he actually played some tackle. Um, so he, he's a very versatile, um, guy on the line. He could play guard, could play tackle as another big cat that really good run blocker. And I think he could pick him anywhere between same, same range, anywhere between end of round three to round five. Uh, you, uh, are you related to Tom Cables? No, I am not. <laughs> you 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 have the same philosophies <laughs> on the offensive line, <laughs> like your big ass lineman that can block. Big ass oh, interior I, lineman, and the, the the thing with that is, if they're really big, most likely they they could run block. So right. the, the big guys are are really good, could be decent run blockers. So yeah, I do like the bigger interior lineman. So you, would you be comfortable with Josh Simpson playing the right guard spot? Was mainly a left guard at Clemson. Would you be cool with him at the right guard spot, or maybe a potential guard switch with Joe Dahl, maybe switching him to the right side? Uh, I'll probably, I'll probably keep Joe Dahl 
as is. I want to probably move him around, and I'll probably just keep um. If we were to get John, Josh Simpson, Simpson right guard, Simpson right guard, yeah, Simpson right guard. And another question: first team reps on day one. Once he's drafted, would you give him day one day reps, or are you give that to Oday Bush or Kenny Wiggins? Uh, I'll let him earn it. I'll let him earn it. Um, I'll give it to either Oday. Most likely, will go to Wiggins depending on the situation. But I mean, if he's the best guy at the camp, then yeah, he could get the job. Okay, but not initially first first team reps. Oh no, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> no. Pierre, are you the same thing with your guys as well? Yeah, my guys. Um, I forgot to mention. I believe they could both come in and start on day one. But like, they got to earn their spot, bro. You're gonna start all the way at the bottom. Both bench all is ahead of them. Every vet that's on the roster is ahead of yeah. them. They're starting yeah. at the bottom. They're working their way up. They're rookies. That's how it works. Yeah. You gotta get that motivation. That's fair. Most, yeah. That's definitely fair. I'm gonna start off with my interior guards that I have for the Detroit Lions. If you guys have been listening to the podcast like the last two months, I've had him in every mock draft, every senior bowl, any coverage that we've talked about offensive line. He's in every single list. Mm -hmm. It's Damian Lewis from LSU. He's a right guard. I would need that we need so much right now is obviously is the right guard spot. He is just a true run plower, and that's something that we need. If the Detroit Lions want to take this run game to the next level, I think Damian Lewis is part of it. We mentioned we probably wouldn't give these guys day one reps as the on the first team, but I think Damian Lewis will earn the job at that right guard spot if he is drafted by the Detroit Lions at 67, because I think he is worth that pick at 67. And honestly, you know, you mentioned Robert Hunt is around that six to nine range with Ben Bredesen. You guys brought up your rankings. Damian Lewis, where his ranking is, I think is an absolute steal. I think Damian Lewis is my—he's one of my top three guards in this in this class Whoa. personally. After Cesar Ruiz and like guys like Matt Hennessy, I think he's that good of a player, and I think the value is an absolute steal. If you guys remember last year when I talked about Max Crosby a lot, this kind of guy is my Max Crosby this year. Damian Lewis is my steal this year. I love the value for him, and I think he could be one of those guys where we're going to look back in a few years or maybe even a year from now and say, damn, that guy could have been a late round one pick. Maybe that guy could have been a late or early day two pick. I really believe Damian Lewis is that type of guy. And if you guys remember Max Crosby, he was a day three pick, early day three pick. We look back now and said he was better than the number four pick overall, Cleveland Farrell. He played like a round one player. He played like a late round one player last year. I think I think Damian Lewis is this guy for me on the interior line. I think we're going to look back at him in a few years and we're going to be like, damn, this guy is a good player. Okay. I like that. I like that boldness. I like that. Yeah. So, and he's the right guard, and that's obviously a, a position of need for the Detroit Lions. And my second guy that I got for this Detroit Lions on the interior line from the rival school, Ohio State University, Jonah Jackson. Jonah Jackson's kind of one of those versatile guards who play either position in the left or right guard spot. Um, you know, he's just a very balanced player, not very great at pass pro, not very great at run pro, but he's just very solid at both of them. He's not going to be a liability either way. Whatever you need him to do, he's going to do that for you. And, you know, you always need that you know, that, that balance. He's kind of like that Graham Glasgow, you know, he's good at both, but he's not going to overpower you in either one. And it's always good to have, obviously. So I like Jordan Jackson as a fit. If I had to rank him, he's around, you know, that 67 range probably as well. Maybe just maybe 85. So I see him as like a third round pick right now. All right, guys, let's take a quick commercial break and then we will break down some running backs and some wide receivers. Yep. The Chase Down Podcast presents A City of Champions, a seven-part series chronicling the Cavs' 2016 NBA Championship. 
With help from fans who cheered against us, reporters who covered it, and the players who watched it, we'll take you game by game through the most improbable 3-1 comeback in championship history. Be sure to subscribe to the Chase Down Podcast to relive the greatest series we've seen in our lifetimes. One dribble steps back, puts up a three, won't go, rebound tip taken by Spades, final seconds, it's over, it's over! Cleveland is a city of champions once again! The Cavaliers are NBA champions! The series begins Thursday, April 9th. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you're wrong. Our exclusive partners, Bet Online, still have hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden 20 simulations that you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open 24 hours a day all online. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today to receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online, your online waging solutions. All right, y'all, we are back. Pierre started last time, and Malcolm, you could start this time with some running backs. Who, who is some running backs you love their value and where they could go, and just a guy you like in general? Okay. Uh, one running back that actually caught my eye, and I actually didn't know much about him until I watched the Senior Bowl. And when I watched the Senior Bowl, I instantly fell in love with this guy. And that's Joshua Kelly. And I talked about him tons and tons of times in earlier pods. And he worked with Matt Patricia on the he, – he ran with Matt Patricia on the North team. So, I mean, there's definitely some chemistry there. But Joshua Kelly, just just looking back at what he did at, at UCLA, just he's just so consistent. La- last year and then this year, he both ran for 1,000 yards with 12 touchdowns. Um, I just really like the kid. You know, he ran a 4 4 so I think he could come in and be that that third down running back for this team, be that you know that that change of pace back that I think okay. that we do need, definitely that we need in the team right now. And I like him going anywhere between around four or five, maybe six. And you like the value a lot there. I like the right? value a lot. I think he he's gonna be very good in the league. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I, he's a talented running back. That's a very talented back. I I like him. All right. Have you um, seen the way he interviews? Oh, he's I awesome. I always say this. Have you listened yeah. to the way he speaks? I, of course I have. Yeah, he's awesome. Bro, he's that's awesome what I kid. love about him. Yeah, like, he's an awesome kid. Off the field, he's a great kid, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's one of my guys, too. Yeah, I like that pick. Um, my other running back, and this is a running back who, this might be shock, this might shock you guys. Um, This is a little higher up, a higher running back right now. Um, If a situation were to happen where the Lions make some trades and they have an extra second round pick or, you know, wherever the dominoes might fall. I'm looking at Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just I just stopped. Okay, Jonathan Taylor. I know you guys. There's some people. I know you guys compare him to Amir Abdullah because he has some fumbling issues. But this dude, this cat, can run the rock. This dude last year had 2,000 yards, 2,003 yards rushing the rock, 21 touchdowns. He went to 4-3-9-40. I think this guy definitely. You mix him in there with Carryon Johnson. Bo Scarborough, that running back duo, that trio will be fun to watch. I guarantee you that will be a top 10 rushing offense in the league. Wow. That's a little bold. Um, Malcolm, like, you're not worried about his fumbling issues, though? 
I watch great running backs fumbles. You know, Tiki Barber. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure you probably don't know who he really is. Tiki I hear Barber. Commercial break every time. Tiki, yeah, you got know who he is. This is Tiki Barber. <laughs> Tiki Barber was a running back for the Giants. Mm-hmm. He fumbled more than anybody, but he still ended up having an awesome and a good good career. Our legendary Barry Sanders had fumbling issues. His rookie, he had ten fumbles in one year. Legendary Barry Sanders had fumbling issues. But look, look who he became. I'm not comparing him. I'm not comparing him. But I'm just saying, just because you may fumble the ball three, four times in a season doesn't mean you can't be a great back. Small hands, though. Small hands. I mean, this. Um, I've seen players who had fumbling issues get better at that. Tiki, like I said, Tiki Bar was an example of that. You just gotta find the right running back coach, and they teach you how to hold the ball certain ways that you're not used to, and then it could change your NFL career. Like I said, it happened to TQ Barber. Um, but the way he runs in between the tackles, runs I, I just love the way Jonathan Taylor runs. <laughs> and he's fast as hell. So I just think that he could change this offense dramatically if there was a way to get him. So your comparison is Barry Sanders to Tiki Barber. All right, Pierre, your turn. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. <laughs> Malcolm, I have a question. So, is he your running back one? Is Jonathan Taylor your one this year? No, nah, so I have J.K. I have J.K. ahead of him. I have Me J.K. Too. ahead of him. J.K. But J.K. I honestly think J.K. Dobbins is going to go in the first round, and I don't think we're in a position to draft a guy in the first round. So, I see Jonathan Taylor being, if he's there at 35, and we have another, maybe another third, a second round pick, or depending on the, the situation, if he's there. Why not get a guy that could change your running back room? Like Detroit's so, been in a situation. Is Taylor your two? Uh, it's 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 up in there between him and Swift. Okay. Yeah, it's but I think is I think it's, I think it's neck to neck. I think I like all three. I really like Acres. I mean, I like all three of those guys. But Detroit's been a situation that we kind of shy away from drafting top running backs, and we always been that way to just shy away from that. And we've yeah. been like that since since we lost Barry. We always settle for guys who could grab a little bit later, who has good value, but they're not producing like 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 John like like um like John Taylor. Like we don't we don't draft guys like that. So I think right. if we go for it, just draft them, put them in our backfield with Carry On, with Bo, with Ty. I think I think we'll have a, I think it'll be very fun to watch. Okay. Cool. All right, so Barry Sanders and Tiki Barber. All right, next conversation for Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> I'll be honest. If Taylor didn't have those fumbling issues, I think he could like Honestly, he'd be, be um maybe running back one for me. That those fumbling just scared me. He's running back three because of those fumbling issues alone. I mean, he was a candidate for the Heisman at one point. That's you know how difficult that is for a running back. Right. Yes. So yeah, he had 21 touchdowns last year. Oh yeah, he's an athletic freak. 21 rushing touchdowns. Freak. He probably had that alone just against Michigan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let's not talk about that game. <laughs> All right, Pierre, go ahead. This guy might not be that familiar to Lions fans, but shout out to the Lions where I believe it was Jeff Risen who uh, talked about him. It's Darrington Evans. I had no idea who this guy was. I read an article about him, sound intrigued, so I went back to watch tape and I was like, wow, this guy is fast. And then the Lions recently had a virtual meeting with him, like FaceTime or Zoom. So let me get into him. He is 5'10. Uh, 203 pounds, 441 speed. Malcolm, that's that speed you've been talking about every damn year. Um, 255 carries for 1480 yards, 
5.8 average and 18 TDs. He also had 21 receptions for 198 yards, five touchdowns, and 9.4 yards um, per catch. Uh, he's a good receiver out of the backfield. And I think what he projects right now for Detroit would be that McKissick role. He could also run, but he's better as a receiver, in my opinion. And I think his projections anywhere from like rounds four to five, maybe he could sneak into late round three. Okay. That That's that guy. So Darrington Evans out of um, Appalachian State, I believe. And then the next guy is A.J. Dillon. Now, we all know A.J. <laughs> Dillon. We've talked about him. Um, six feet, 247 pounds, 453. Now, when I say 453 for 247 pounds, that man, no one wants to tackle that. That's, that's not fun to tackle. Like, no. imagine that coming at you. His stats for this year, he had 318 carries for 1,685 yards, 5.3 yards a carry, and 14 touchdowns. Now, his career, this is a guy who could carry the load. His career, 845 carries, 4,382 yards, 5.2 yards a carry, and 38 touchdowns. He's a power back. This is a guy kind of like... Like, if you're to view him for the Lions, kind of like how Bevel used Lynch, you could use A.J. Dillon like that. This guy could literally carry the load. Um, my projection for him right now is, like, late round three, round four, something like that. So I love Dillon, man. Yep. Yeah, and no, I'm a big fan of A.J. Dillon. He's actually, like, one of my guys I always mention as, like, the sleeper, I guess, for uh, day three. He's always, like, one of my, like, top candidates, if not the top candidate. But uh, some running backs I have on my list. This is another running back a lot of Lions fans seem to have a big crush on. Zach Moss, running back out of Utah. I like Zach Moss. You know, he didn't yeah. have the best. You know, didn't have the best combine, but his tape shows it, man. His tape is really good. Pretty healthy for the most part of his career. Very good numbers. Had 1,400 rushing yards last year with 15 touchdowns. Just very solid production in the Pac-12 at, at the University of Utah, which Utah is always like one of those underrated schools that are always competitive every year. And he was a big part of that for his, you know, his four years there at in college. I'm a big fan of him. I think he is another one of those running backs maybe you could see in, you know, 85, maybe early round four, maybe there. You know, that's kind of where my projection is there for him. Yeah. I like the value there for him. Uh, 5'10", 222 pounds, which is solid. You know, he's he's got a bigger build. So I think he's got kind of a mix of power. And, you know, his combine doesn't show speed, but I think he's he has that, that game field speed. You know, maybe not off the field speed, but I think he's got that in, that in-game burst, that in-game speed, good vision. I think he's a solid prospect. And then um, my, oh, I believe the reason why he, um, he like, he had a bad 40 times because he had, like, a slight injury he was dealing with. He had an injury, so. But other than that, I think he's faster, a lot faster than that 4-7 time. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I, yeah. I believe he I believe he improved it in his like personal workout, if I'm not mistaken. But regardless, I mean, I don't really take too much. He's a great pack. Yeah, I, I don't take I don't take too much in factor of what they did at the combine. Like it's obviously like a nice cherry on top, but you know yeah. his his game film shows it, and that's that that's more than enough to prove it to me. Yeah, yeah I like him. And then another running back, we kind of mentioned him at the top when we were talking about Jonathan Taylor. He is my number one number one back personally. J.K. Dobbins Woo! from the Arch. Wait, 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 wait. We need to take a, we need to take a, a moment of silence for that for that pick. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. This is yeah. the pick I'm talking about. All right, go on. J.K. So, Dobbins. Now you guys are thinking, okay, so Tyler is willing to take a running back at 35, assuming they stay at pick three. No, I am not actually. This J.K. Dobbins pick would have to be if the Detroit Lions trade back in this draft and acquire another second-round pick or a late one somehow. 
if they could somehow pull the strings to that and get another pick in day two, early day two, because it would have to be that with J.K. Dobbins, I am more than willing to select a pick on J.K. Dobbins. But with the current circumstances the Detroit Lions are at right now with pick 35 and pick 35, obviously a lot of things could change next Thursday. But if the circumstances do stay the same, no, I do not want J.K. Dobbins at 35, assuming we have no second, no more second-round picks. But if the Detroit Lions have more second-round picks than one, sign me up for J.K. Dobbins. I think he changes the run game, kind of like you mentioned for Jonathan Taylor, but at a more effective level. I like J.K. Dobbins more as a running, running back as DeAndre Swift and Jonathan Taylor. I think he's the true number one back and could thrive in a committee with Kerryon Johnson and Bo Scarborough. I agree. I agree, Tyler. <laughs> Tyler, I agree with you. He's my running back one. And I was saying that to some people are like, what? You have him higher than Taylor and Swift? I was like, yeah, bro. I love JK. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's that's how you that's how you fix their running game. And I, I, I love it. JK I love and it. Damian Lewis. Woo. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> if I have the, if I ever have the opportunity. If I ever have the opportunity to drop a name a name drop on Damian Lewis, I'm, I'm always taking advantage of it. That's my dog. <laughs> that is your dog. That's your boy. And yeah, obviously J.K.'s numbers in college were just unreal. All right, uh, so let's do some wide receivers now. This is the last position that we're gonna knock out in this episode. Malcolm, you started with the last one. Peter you started with the last one. I'm starting off with this one. I don't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. So two wide receivers I have. I prioritize a running back more in this draft this year, even though this is the most stacked wide receiver class I have ever seen personally covering it. And, you know, guys have covered this draft way longer than I have. You know, Daniel Jeremiah, Mike Mayock, they've been covering this for a while. And they'll say the same thing. This is arguably one of the best wide receiver class ever. And I I don't think it's even an argument for me, but I have not covered anywhere near what they've done. But um, this wide receiver class is kind of one of those – where you could find a Pro Bowl type player in day three, it's that stacked because you know you can't take a wide, you can't take all of them round one or round two, you know. So I think it's that good where you can get someone in day three. It's that stacked. Some one guy that I have, it's kind of tough to project where he's going right now. I've seen a little bit of everything. Uh, I could, I've seen anywhere from late round two to like a day three pick. It's Michael Pittman Jr. I like him a lot. If this was a pick at like 85 or something like that, and the Lions got some more draft capital, obviously, I would be all down for Michael Pittman. You know, he's in a he's a beast outside wide receiver. Kind of gives me a little glimpse of Kenny Galladay, and I think him and Galladay would be a be would be phenomenal for the years and years to come. A young wide receiver core, not too expensive. You would only be paying Kenny Galladay at that point, and then Michael Pittman would still be on his rookie deal. Then you could you know make the transition away from Marvin Jones eventually if it's after this season or you know maybe make a trade during the draft Pittman could be one of those guys could potentially step in day one and at, at the outside spot even though he might you know be a little later like a late round round three pick or early round four pick but I think Pittman has Pro Bowl ran over him I think he has all pro ran all over him I think he's that good but he's going to be kind of slept on this class because of how stacked it is I think if this was previous classes I think you could be making the argument he's a definitely early day two pick or maybe even potentially just maybe a late round one pick. But, you know, when you got guys like Jerry Judy, you got guys like CeeDee Lamb, Henry Ruggs that can keep going forever. Yeah. It, it makes mm-hmm. guys like Michael Pittman slip down this list and you could get very good value for this guy. So 
that's one guy I'm, I'm keeping an eye out for that could be a potential all-pro that's like a day three pick or a late day two pick. And one I, I, uh, one fun fact about him, Tyler, he actually had the highest Wonderlick score out of wide receivers. I, I read it earlier today. I forgot where I read it uh, from. But he's a smart kid. So And I, I love Pittman, too. I believe it, man. You know, yeah. he's a he's a phenomenal talent. I'd be stoked with Michael Pittman Jr. Um, another guy, I just realized it took one arch enemies from each list: running back, interior line, and wide receiver. But I got another one from Ohio State: uh, KJ Hill. KJ Hill was a guy I really liked before the Senior Bowl, and then I liked him a lot in the Senior Bowl. I believe he led Ohio State in receptions in his time there. Uh, you know, he's just kind of like one of those pristine route runners he's not going to kill you by speed he's kind of like a julian edelman a kind of like a danny amandolo we have right now just a, a very good route runner a very pristine route runner he, he could kill you just from route running not from the speed kj hill right now is another one that's going to slip down from this wide receiver class i don't think he's as good as a michael Pittman jr but i think kj hill is one of those guys that you can get in like round four maybe just maybe even round five honestly with how stacked this class is I, I really like the value there. I think if there's like another draft class, I think he's a day two pick. But with all this stacked wide receivers, it's going to make a guy like KJ Hill slip down. Pristine route runner. I really like the pick of KJ Hill for the Lions. I like that too. Obviously, yeah. needing of a slot too as well. Yeah. A long-term slot, I should say. But I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, Beer, it's all you. Okay. Um, So the first guy, this is one of my draft questions. I don't know if he'll make it to us. Or if we get pick 26, but I just love this guy, so I have to talk about him. It's Denzel Mims. Um, he's your ideal Marvin Jones replacement, like for next year. He's 6'3, 215 pounds, 4'3, 840. He's actually a really good route runner, too. His route running is underrated. People don't talk about that. Um, his 2019 stats he had 66 uh, receptions for 1,020 yards. He averaged 15.5 yards uh, per catch, and he had 12 touchdowns. So his career at Baylor, 186 receptions, 2,925 yards, 15.7 average, and 28 touchdowns. Worked with Robert Prince Jr. Obviously, we talked about that in the Senior Bowl. Projection, I'd say right now, round one or round two. I've seen something where they said like mid-round one to like early round two. So mm. he's just a fun guy to watch, man. So and he killed it at the Senior Bowl. Yeah. So the only way we get him is if we were trade. I don't know because like a lot of like stuff like that gets leaked out is fake too, you know, like a lot of like smoke screen. To me, I think to me he's more of a late round one guy. So like at twenty six or if they want to come up from thirty five to get there, if he's their guy to get him, they could get him. I like him a lot. Um another guy I love a lot, uh Brandon Ayuk. He's more of a slot wide receiver to me. He's a yak guy. He ran a four five in his combine, but he had a he had an injury. I think he's faster. He recently just had a core muscle surgery. Uh, his stats were 65 receptions for 1192 yards, 18.3 average, and eight touchdowns. This is the guy I was talking about. This is a guy who only had like one year like breakout. Like this was his best year this year. Um, in his career at ASU, he only had 98 catches for 16, 66 yards, and 11 touchdowns. So only only 98 catches. Well, he had 65 his senior year. His entire career at ASU is 95 catches. So teams are a little concerned about that, I guess. Only one year of production. I've seen something from round one to round three. Round I think round to me, two. he's more round two. If he's there at 35, I like him there. But that core muscle surgery, they're saying maybe he could drop to round three because he had a surgery recently. So I don't know. We'll see. But I, both of those guys are my guys. I love both of them. 
Speaking back on Denzel Mims, you know you're a stud when you're like ranked number four, number five in this wide receiver class. Like when you're ranked a top five wide receiver in this yeah. class, you know you know you're a stud. Like you're getting yeah, an absolute right. stud. And then uh, kind of with Ayuk, kind of reminds me of kind of like last year's Nikhil Harry a little bit. I think he'll go a little later than Nikhil Harry, but like Nikhil Harry was at Arizona State wide receiver as well. I believe didn't have much production besides his senior year as well or his last year at ASU. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of a little bit of him. Ayuk to me is like kind of like Golden Tate. He plays like Golden Tate, yeah. Yeah, he's a yak guy, and um, so like remember they kept saying finding your Debo in the combine. Yeah, I think he's my Debo this year. Wow. I love Debo last year. Yeah, I think Ayuk is my Debo this year. Not as big mm. as him, but I feel like the production could be like him if he could stay healthy. All right, Malcolm, who do you got? All right, so my first wide receiver that I think will be really great value. Is a guy who we worked with in the Senior Bowl. Um, he's a guy who I didn't know much about him until Jordan Jordan Reed came on our podcast to say, "Hey, you guys need to check this guy out um, from Canada. Um, he played in Notre Dame. We gotta check him out." And he was talking about Chase Claypool. And Chase Claypool has the size, the speed, and the talent to be a really good wide receiver in this league. And I know a lot of people questioned his separation. Question that saying that he was about to be converted to a tight end, mm-hmm. including me. Yeah, they were thinking about converting to a tight end because he was a really, really good run blocker. He runs a four four two forty, so speed is not a question. His time at um Notre Dame, his his senior year, he had sixty six catches, one thousand thirty seven yards, thirteen touchdowns. Now a guy that he reminds me of the wide receiver on our team, Kenny Galladay. He reminds me of Kenny Galladay. And I think that's his potential. I think he could honestly be a Kenny Galli type player. And where would he be drafted? Same way, same range Kenny Galladay got drafted. Round three. I see him being a round three, maybe round four prospect. And he could get a great value there. And he could, his ceiling, his ceiling is Kenny Galladay. My other wide receiver um, is a guy from Texas. And a guy who I've been begging for for God knows how long. <laughs> It's just some type of speed and this 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 wide receiving core and a guy they could give a slant to and he could just make one guy miss and just take it sixty yards and that is Devin Duvernay. Five ten, two hundred pounds. Um, he ran a four three nine forty. His stats was insane in Texas. He had one hundred six catches, one thousand three hundred eighty six yards and nine touchdowns. Definitely a yak guy. I I like him. I like him a lot. Hopefully. Detroit, this is my last time pleading that you make this right. And you this get is not this. your last time. This is going to be my last. After this, I'm, I'm done. After this, I give up. I'm, I'm, everybody who I projected Detroit's going to get after this, if they do not get him or a speedy guy similar to him, they're all going to be big motherfuckers and are slow as shit. <laughs> after this, this is it. Right. Detroit, make this right. Get this guy for you as your slot receiver for the future. Pick him up. Let's go, man. Devin and, then number, and then yeah, back in Duvernay, man. He, you know he plays some he plays some very so, solid corners. Obviously, you know he plays big universities all the time. Not playing in the SEC, but he plays teams like LSU all the time, and you know those big universities, obviously in the Big Twelve. So you know those numbers are not a joke. Obviously, playing in a university or in a division like that. And then back to what you were saying about Chase Claypool. 
I still have my doubts about Chase Claypool. I still think he could be a tight end. This league. He kind of reminds me of like that Eric Ebron. Type. He has like Eric Ebron type build. Like he's athletic, but a better run blocker than Eric Ebron. Like I think he will eventually be a tight end. This league. I still view him as that. Honestly, no, I don't see that. I don't I, see that. Look, when you watch his tape, he doesn't doesn't look like he runs like a four four whatever you said four four two. Four four two. That's what he ran. Yeah, very stiff on tape. I think he's a tight end at the next level. He's my he's, tight end one actually this year. Sixty six um, catches. 1,037 yards, 13 touchdowns. That's not hey, that's, going against my backers. That's college, though. That's in the college, though. I'm saying I, I see him as a tight end to the next level. That's just me. I do, too. I agree I with don't. you on this. We'll see. We'll see, we'll I guess. See. You know, like, some, I don't. I even read his we'll article. See. Some teams have him as a wide receiver, and some teams have him as a tight end. So I guess it's just, like, your preference. Um, I, could, I could see whatever team takes him. They'd probably maybe start him off at wide receiver, but then maybe if that doesn't work out, like, to if he's not – producing or you know the production is not there maybe you could see a transition in a tight end or yeah. vice versa if a team views him as a tight end now doesn't work out there you could switch him to wide receiver and see how that works out he's yeah. super athletic though they were saying like his numbers were like similar to calvin right that's what they're saying at the combine they compared his numbers well, I, know, to calvin, I, know, I know i know i know he ran a four four two forty at the combine um yeah yeah i just i'm not um he's an athletic freak but like it doesn't show on tape like you know how tyler was saying about was a Zach Moss. Like, Zach maybe Moss, he's yeah. not the fastest guy, but on tape, he looks good. Now, Chase Claypool ran a good 40, but on tape, he looks really stiff. I guess we'll I mean, see. I, I, yeah, I mean, I've seen the state. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just preference at this point. I mean, I, I, yeah. like you said, some teams view him as a tight end, some view him as a wide receiver. So. One bonus question for you. You said you want speed. I got to bring this guy up because, like, he graduated with my brother in high school. What are your thoughts on KJ Hamler, the speedster? He didn't run his 40, but he's fast as hell. He's a burner. Tyler, do you know anything about KJ? Yeah, I know a lot about KJ. What Michigan are your boy. On KJ, Tyler? I like KJ. I don't like his value that much, though. That's why I didn't mention him in this. I think he's going to go round two, and mm-hmm. I don't want a wide receiver that early. Like, if it's a Denzel Mims, I'm, it, like, it's more intriguing. It's Justin Jefferson, obviously, more intriguing. But KJ right. Hamler, I like him. I, do, I really do. If it was round three, I'd be all over it for sure. I don't think he's there in round three, though. But round two, like, I don't think at 35 it's great value for him. That's why I didn't mention my list. But overall, very good prospect. Like you mentioned, a burner, speedster, Penn State, very in the fast. Big Ten. So, yeah, I, I mean, I like him as a prospect. I just don't see him coming to Detroit. He is from right. St. Mary's. so Yeah, that's right. I had to bring him up. You know, I just had to bring him up. Yeah. Well, that's all we got for you guys today on episode 95. Like we mentioned, by the time this releases episode, it'll be less than a week from the NFL draft. So let's go. I'm excited. You know, it, it feels like forever with, you know, obviously no sports going on right now. We need something like that gets our adrenaline up. Like watching all these throwback games, I know the hell's going to happen. Yeah, the Pistons won 89 the championship. The, the Pistons won in 04. I know what's going to happen. Like, I know the results. I need something new, fresh to make me angry, happy. I just miss that adrenaline. So NFL draft is coming out very soon. We will be dropping a defense episode version of this very soon as well before the NFL draft. So stay tuned for that. But that's all I got for you guys now. I am out. Sayonara. Peace. All right, guys. Um, before I let you go, we're actually working on a virtual draft party. We Whoa. don't know if it's going to happen yet, but I, we're discussing it with... Um, some of our executives at the Blue Wire Network. So we're working on that. We'll see what happens there. Um, we'll know, I think, next week. So I'll let you guys know next week. And before I let you go, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate all the support, and I am out. Peace. That sounded, that sounded fancy as hell, executives. <laughs> <laughs>
executive it is i mean it is um what's up everybody it's your boy malcolm um guys you still have the voicemails you want to call the voicemail you want to vent you want to just say what's up that voicemail number is 313-355-3116 and i'm out it's your boy malcolm peace Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.